Barack, Barack, Barack. Come on, girl. Think your locked gun safe is safe? Better think again. The police state is here. I'm telling you, it just gets worse. And robbery happening right now? Don't bother calling 911. Yeah. <laughs> All that and more coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Wednesday, halfway through the week. We're just getting started. And uh, wow, yeah, mm, what a week this has been. Things have been popping everywhere today. I thought it was going to be a slow news week, but boy, that ain't the case. I'm telling you. Hey, we got up to 98. We're at 98 subscribers. Thank you so much. We are two, two subscribers away from 100. That's been my goal for the last few weeks. I know it's a small number, but it means a lot to me. It really does. And it does help the show a lot. If we have more subscribers, we get more attention. So please, if you wouldn't mind, just take a second. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Right down there is a, there we go. Uh, right down there is a follow button. It's a little green circle oval. It says follow. Click that and you're done. And that's it. Yeah, coming up tonight, all that stuff and a lot more we're going to talk about this evening. Right now, though, we want to take a minute here and uh, take time out. Please, uh, a little patience with us as we say hello to one of our sponsors. We are very proud to have these folks uh, on board the show. And that would be Blackout Coffee. They were founded on the principles of conservative values. The founders believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, and traditional American values. Now, these folks make the best coffee, small batch, fresh roasted coffee, and it's all done in-house. They source premium grade specialty coffee green, uh, beans. Uh, they're grown at the perfect altitude, correct time of year, the perfect soil, and then harvested at exactly the right time. They pay attention to all these little details and you can taste it right here in this cup. They work with local co-ops and American farmers. They support American farmers, which grow these high-quality beans. Just days after you place your order, 24 to 48 hours, these are roasted and shipped out to you. So <clears throat> literally, within a few days, you've got a truly fresh roasted bag of the best coffee beans you are ever going to taste. Throw away that liberal brown water crap coffee you've been buying. You buy the stuff off the shelf, the beans. Who knows when they were roasted? A week, a month, six months ago? You don't know. You know with blackout coffee and you can taste the difference. I drink a ton of coffee, folks, and I'm addicted to coffee. And this is truly the best coffee. No lie. Not just because they're a sponsor. This is truly the best coffee I have ever, ever tasted. You get the beans days after they're roasted, premium coffee beans, highly controlled roasting process, and immediate shipping gives you, their customers, an elite coffee experience. You must try it, please. Just buy a bag, one bag, that's all you need to do. You'll be back for more, I promise, because it's just that good. And right now, use that special link. It's down there in our show notes, and you will get an incredible deal. Check this out, got your promo code. When you uh, check out, 
go to uh, promo code J20, J-A-Y-20, my first name, J20. You'll get 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order with promo code J20 at checkout. Blackout Coffee, an American company, supports American values. <coughs> and excuse me, they really are probably the best coffee I think I've ever had in my life. And we are really happy to have them on board. Well, I know you must have heard about it by now. Everybody on the planet heard about it. It's already up to how many likes, reposts? It just keeps going. What am I talking about? Oh, sorry, Tucker Carlson. The man just can't lose. Everything he touches turns to success. It already has. It was just posted, what, maybe 12 hours ago? It's already got 45 million views. Take a look at this promo for the interview show, which is going to air in a few short hours. You're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along this thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice, you did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. I'm just asking the obvious question. What was Obama like on crack? Um, is, is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional, or that he's bisexual, or like, what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time, and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. The guy's running for president, and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes. That seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. Ha! If the media really cared about telling people the truth. That interview in its entirety is going to air, I think it's 6 o'clock tonight, Eastern Time. I think. I, I may be wrong on that. Check it, look it up. And that's on X, formerly known as Twitter. And of course, everybody and their brother has been covering this thing. Uh, it's This is an old article. <clears throat> so like I said in our headline, our thumbnail tonight, DC's worst kept secret. This headline is from the Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, the Huffington Post. Obama was a cocaine-using gay hustler, says a woman who claims to have been a Hawaiian classmate of his. Wow. There is a video of Mia Marie Pope on the phone talking about that. There is uh, Barack in his basketball uniform. And uh, again, I put this article in our show notes so you could look at it and read it and <clears throat> realize this story has been around forever. Now, look, the bottom line is, who cares? Honestly, I, you know what? It doesn't matter to me one fig, whether he's straight or gay or bi, I just don't care. What I care about are his policies which ruined this country, and since he's the puppet master with Biden, 
are continuing to ruin this country. And that doesn't make a damn bit of difference if you're gay, straight, bi, whatever, or a unicorn. It has nothing to do with this man's sexual preferences. It has everything to do with his political policies. And that's what we ought to be concerned with. Not the kind of people he sleeps with. Okay, the drug use, if that proved alleged drug use, that's an issue. Yeah, that's an issue. A big issue. We got a president smoking crack. Well, we got a president's son doing it now, so what's the diff? Wow. This story, I, I can't wait to see this interview. It's coming up later tonight, this evening, on X. Uh, <clears throat> maybe a really appropriate place for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I've had this thing. You noticed last night, same thing. It just won't get out of my throat. I don't know what it is. Okay, this post came from Incognito, uh, at Incognito4267. Want to give a hat tip out. And this is in our show notes. It's a recording, and he's asking, is it the recording that uh, Dan Bongino was referring to? Clapper, Clapper is dishing out some serious dirt on Ryan, Romney, and Pence. Talk about a plot to overthrow the duly elected president. This is frightening. It's eight minutes long. I've listened to the whole thing. I am not going to play the whole thing because it's far too long. But, wow. And, uh, domestic terrorism within the country and access was limited to a certain group headed by Rob Rosenstein. This became known as you know, the Dirty Trick Squad in Baltimore. This is where they were using hammer sunrise, sunset, things like that, uh, to illegally spy on people, corrupt, uh, well, attempt to corrupt judges, compromise them, uh, Hillary Clinton, others, I mean, it was just ongoing. They concentrated on judges, but they wanted to concentrate on this. Like, like I, I said, said, that goes on forever. It's a little hard to hear. There are subtitles, but mm, there is some wicked revelations in there, and that is the voice of Clapper himself frightening what ground zero hal 9000 the greatest enemy to the white race has always been the white race <laughs> deal with it <laughs> well i disagree completely but you have every right to your opinion and every right to speak it out if you want to that's what we're here we, we are absolutists when it comes to free speech so long as it's not illegal or promoting violence, by all means. I, I can, could not disagree more with you, but you have an opportunity to speak it out here. That's what this show is for. It's for you and you and you and people who agree with you and people who don't agree with you. It's what it's about. Having conversations, discussing things. With the exception of Joe Biden, not just calling people names and running away. Joe Biden, you're allowed to, because the man's a complete freaking idiot. All right. I love J.D. Vance. 
I, I truly do, not in the romantic way, not in the Barack Obama kind of way. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not going to stop doing that, you know. I'm not. I'm really not. Senator J.D. Vance has proposed something called the Freedom to Breathe Act. Yes. It is an anti-mask mandate measure. Ha, ha, ha. Do not comply. Republican Senator Vance of Ohio proposing a measure that would prohibit the imposition of federal mask mandates for air travel, public transit, and educational institutions. In addition to barring federal officials and entities from imposing mask mandates in those areas, the aptly titled Freedom to Breathe Act mandates in those three areas. It would also bar schools and institutions of higher education that receive federal funds, airlines, public transit operators, from refusing service to people who choose not to wear a mask. And trust me, this time around, if they do it again, and they're already starting, people are not going to comply. You're not going to get away with it this time. The proposal also would prohibit using federal funds to support or establish a mask mandate applicable to public transport, air travel, public institutions, and that period of the various provisions would be in place would end December 31st, 2024. We tried mask mandates once before in this country. They failed to control the spread of viruses, violated basic bodily functions, and set our fellow citizens against one another. Vance says, this is a quote from him, this legislation will ensure no federal bureaucracy, no commercial airline, no public school can impose the misguided policies of the past. Yes. <laughs> Democrats say they're not going to bring back mask mandates, and we are going to hold them to their word. Go for it. And if it's, a, if it's legislation, even better. Make it the law of the land. Hey, uh, Ground Zero HAL 9000, where do you get those little icons? Are they actually in the chat package? They're damn cool. I, I'll, I'll look it up later. I can't do it now. I've got my phone, my laptop, my other computer here. Everything's running all over the place. But um, I love your, I love your, I, oh, yes, they're in the package. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, uh, what else? Oh, 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 yeah, you, you're getting robbed. Some guy runs up to you with a knife or a gun, says, give me all your money, give me your wallet. Well, guess what? Don't call 911. Austin police, this is Austin, Texas. They're telling robbery victims to call the non-emergency number. You are walking down the street and some thug comes up to you with a gun or a knife or a weapon or a club and starts to rob you. Call 311 or make an online report. Uh, hold on, Mr. Robber. Uh, let me just fill out this report, would you? 
In response to an inquiry from The Blaze, a representative for the Austin Police Department sent this clarification about their advisory. When a robbery occurs, callers should report these crimes to 911. This is whether the crime is still in progress or no longer in progress. The original post was intended for victims of a jugging in general and not specifically to robberies. Jugging is a form of theft that includes both robbery and burglary. I have never heard of that word in my life. It occurs when a suspect follows a victim from a bank to their next location before committing the crime. Ah, I get it. So if your money was stolen from you or from your car and the crime is no longer in progress, then they say call 311 or fill out an online report. Previous to this, the story was if you're being robbed, don't call 911. Now they say, oh, we changed our mind. Defund the police. Send out unarmed social workers. Yeah, they'll get the job done. <laughs> Unbelievable. As we start to swing into more stories that I collected together for you tonight about the giant police state that we currently live in, of course, I thought it might be a good idea to take a look outside of the United States. Because if you think it's bad here, and it is, don't get me wrong, it's worse than bad. It's horrendous. It's worse elsewhere. Saudi Arabia. I cannot stand this country. I know the oil and all that other crap, but these people are barbarians, absolute barbarians. It has nothing to do with their faith. It has everything to do with their ideology. A Saudi man has received the death penalty for posting on social media. Let that sink in for a minute. The ultimate penalty for criticizing the regime. One of the world's paramount enforcers of capital punishment, these people kill more people with capital punishment every year than I think probably any other country on earth. A resident of Mecca and a retired educator, Mohammed bin Nasir al-Ghamdi, has been condemned to death. His crime? Expressing dissenting opinions on social media platforms. That's it. This incredibly distressing development underlines this kingdom's complete intolerance of free speech and underscores escalating attempts to suppress dissent and the international population is paying attention. Predominantly employed for prosecuting terrorism-related cases, the Saudi Specialized Criminal Court indicted Al-Ghamdi with a slew of profound charges, among which were betraying his religion impugning the kingdom and the crown prince, conspiring against the government, 
disturbing the society's security. These grave offenses all trace back to his online activity, <clears throat> which included sharing opinions that were critical of the government. Targeted family members of this guy, too. No, they didn't just go after the guy. They went after his family as a means to exert pressure on critics abroad. Not uncommon at all. This verdict has resonated internationally, introducing reproach from global human rights groups. But this guy has been sentenced to death for doing something that I'll bet you've done already today, maybe more than once, and you will do again. As bad as things get, folks, as bad as things get, and like I said, they're pretty bad. You could be living in a country like that, and that is some scary crap. All right, Vivek, here we go. Vivek has finally said something I completely disagree with. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a bit. Right now, though, we want to tell you about one of our other sponsors, and that is NordVPN. Maybe this guy in Saudi Arabia could have used a VPN. Folks, your online security and protection and your privacy, your privacy is more important than ever. Nowadays, especially, that online privacy and security and NordVPN is the perfect solution for protecting your internet activity. You can browse the web securely, privately, without worrying about hackers, snoopers, you know, even your own ISP, internet service provider, the folks you buy your internet from, they steal your data. They compile what websites you're visiting, what products you buy, what you look at, and they sell it to marketers. They have military-grade encryption at NordVPN, and it ensures that your data stays safe and confidential. You don't need everybody and their brother looking in on your crap. Don't let them. Not only does NordVPN protect your privacy, but it also unlocks a world of online entertainment. With over 5,000 servers in 59 countries, you can access your favorite websites, streaming services from anywhere in the world. Protect your family and friends with all devices, because get this, with a single NordVPN account, you can protect up to six devices. Your, your phone, your laptop, your wife's phone, laptop, your partner or whoever, husband, your kids, six different devices with a single NordVPN account. Why risk your online security? It ain't worth it. You might say, I, I really don't need it. And then someday something happens and you'll say, oh, I wish. Prepare. Make yourself a prepper <laughs> for the good reasons. With NordVPN, there is a link down there in our show notes for NordVPN. You use that link and you will get this incredible deal up to 65% off NordVPN and three extra months free. That is is a deal. Check it out, NordVPN. And thank you, NordVPN, for helping to be a, a part of the show. We appreciate that. If you forget, the link is in our show notes. You can check it out anytime. It'll pop open in a new window. Uh, ground Zero, what you got? 
I got to look at this. You see, I'm getting old. I got to hold this up like this. Uh, what got me targeted, terminated, was this on YouTube. And he's got a link there. That's a Rumble link. All right, I'll check it out. Oh, September 11th. Oh, I'm all into September. So one day I'm going to do a whole show on September 11th. I'm going to put on an actual tinfoil hat. And I'm going to share with you my thoughts. We've already touched. We've done segments on it before. But, uh, yeah, I will, uh, I will do a 9-11 show one of these days. If you want conspiracy theories, stick with me, kiddo. What, did you hear that? Listen. <laughs> that is my Jay Sheldon Show coffee mug, which you can buy in our link down below. And t-shirts and hats and things. Rubbing against my new microphone. Vivek Ramaswamy, let's get right onto this. We got a lot going on tonight. He's finally said something I disagree with. Look, I like this guy. I'm not voting for him. I'm a Trump guy. I'm a Trump supporter. I always will be. Nothing will change my mind. But Vivek Ramaswamy has a hell of a sales pitch. Until now, he has finally said something that I got to say, nope, disagree, strongly disagree. He has called for a social media ban for under 16-year-olds. What? Yeah. Proposal requiring the introduction of digital IDs. Obviously, huge First Amendment problems there. Republican presidential contender Ramaswamy pushing for the implementation of an outright social media ban for children under 16 years old. At that point, they're really not much children anymore, but they are. Uh, wow. Uh, Ramaswamy argued that the legal restriction for holding young people back from addictive practices like smoking until they reach 18 should apply to the fervent usage of addictive social media platforms. He boldly captioned the video on his social media urging a decisive ban it. No. No, 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 no. This is the government doing what parents should be doing. Don't do that. Don't let the government run your family life. You get a hold of your kids and their devices. You limit how long they spend on them, how where they go. There are apps for all of that. Use them. Do not put this into the hands of our idiot government. Whoever is in charge, Vivek Ramaswamy, Donald J. Trump, or the rotting bag of oatmeal that's sitting in the office now. Or Michelle Obama. I'm sorry, did I say Michelle? I meant Mike. That family. Oh, yeah. I love it. While they neuter our military at the same time. <laughs> you know, one of our sponsors here, Blackout Coffee, is a huge supporter of our troops. They send free coffee over to the troops. You can even sponsor a bag or two or however many cups you'd like to on their website. You can find that link in our show notes. <sighs> so why when people like this show 
Blackout Coffee, so many other proud, proud Americans supporting our troops, the brave men and women who put their lives on the line every day to help support and protect this country. Why do they have to put up with crap like this? This is from the Daily Signal. A new Department of Defense rule neuters the brave men and women who serve in the armed services. I guess freak. Change five. Listen closely. Change five to the Manual of Military Decorations and Awards took effect August 7th. That was two days ago. And hardly anybody noticed. Until last week, when the Office of the Secretary of Defense returned the draft citation for the End of Tour Award for none other than the Chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, four-star Army General Mark Milley. Because of Change 5, Milley's citation must use the pronoun themselves instead of him. Page 49 of the revised manual includes draft language for awards and using proper pronouns. The revised rules found in the Department of Defense's manual, Volume 4, applies to the most prestigious joint awards given by the Department of Defense, including the Defense Distinguished Service Medal, Defense Superior Service Medal, Meritorious Service Medal, the Joint Service Commendation Medal. It goes on and on. Now, aside from the fact that the use of the pronoun themselves is grammatically incorrect, is this wrong? It's just plain stupid. It just sounds moronic. And <clears throat> like I said, it is an insult to every man and woman who wears those uniforms and protects this country. There's more in this article. Read it, please. It's frightening. Here's my investigation of 9-11 Ground Zero nuclear event. Ground Zero AI Al, Al 9000. I promise you I will absolutely watch that. I will watch that because I am heavy duty into any information. And we haven't had a lot. People have kind of given up or stopped thinking about it. And you should not, because that, in my opinion, was actually the beginning of the end. I will absolutely watch that. Put it in the comments too, by the way. You're in the live chat right now. Put it down in the comments, because after the show is over and our live stream is done, the live chat goes away. It's not there anymore. So put it. please put that link also in the comments. There's two different sections so that I can see it after the show is over. Okay, you got your guns and you believe in the Second Amendment and you have however many of whatever kind of firearms you decide you want to own because you have an absolute God-given right to do exactly that. And because you are a smart and safe gun owner, you have them locked up securely in a safe. 
where they're protected. Or are they? Take a look at this story. It's from Red State, and it should scare the crap out of you. Liberty Safe, that's the company, Liberty Safe, confirms they gave the feds an access code to a gun safe during a raid on a January 6th protester. The company who made the safe gave an access code to the feds to get into this guy's or gal's gun safe. There he is, guy. By the way, did you see the Proud Boys guy? 22 years in prison. And he wasn't even there on January 6th. Police state, an absolute disgusting police state. To all these January 6th folks, I'm sorry that the worst our country has to offer has been dealing to you the worst imaginable circumstances over the last three or two or three years anyway. Just know that come January of 2025, everything will change almost in a heartbeat. Look at this. Liberty Safe, America's number one heavy-duty home and gun safe manufacturer, according to their website, put out a statement late Tuesday confirming they'd given the FBI an access code <clears throat> to a customer's gun safe. And all the FBI did was ask. They didn't get a warrant, nothing. They just said, hey, Liberty, uh, could we get the code to the safe, please? Oh, yes, yeah, sure, here. The request came during a raid of a home, a home of a man who attended a protest on January 6th. Liberty Safe contacted by the FBI requested the access code. They had a warrant to search the property, not to get an access code to a gun safe. <clears throat> According to Liberty Safes, listen. Our company protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. We regularly update our policies to ensure compliance with federal state law and reasonable customer privacy protections within the law. Well, you failed. You're not safe. You are absolutely not safe frightening. My dad, 30-year-old U.S. Air Force, Vietnam vet, slowly killed by Agent Orange. Wow. One day before his 60th birthday. My condolences, man. Wow. That was a tough one. A lot of our guys came back from... Uh, came back from Vietnam much worse than when they left. Incredible. All right, got more from this fun bag of rotting oatmeal in the White House who just, you know, we just talked about the Medal of Honor and pro proper pronouns and all that bullshit. Well, they were doing some sort of uh, Medal of Honor ceremony today. Uh, George, uh, George, 
Joe Biden put the uh, ceremonial ribbon medal of honor and then left before the ceremony was over. Man, is, is a complete, complete hit. hit. Take, Take a, a look. look. Walks, Walks off, off the, the stage. stage. Leaves the room. And everybody's still up on the dais is going like, what the hell? The ceremony's not over. There's the uh, medal winner. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me for the benediction. <laughs> Biden's gone. Apparently the ice cream social was getting started or something and he just had to, you know, had to get to that. Something more important to him than uh, our brave men and women. Incredible. All right, one or two more here. Uh, here we go. Uh, again, I'm not going to, we already talked about this, but I did find the link. That's why it's at the end. Um, Enrique Tario, uh, Tario sentenced to decades behind bars, 22 years, I think. That is the longest January 6th sentence to date. And that is some scary crap. An absolute police state, my friends. Wow. I got one more, then we're going to get on with our book. We are reading Animal Farm. Oh, yeah, check this out. I found this for you. It's so, I always find these weird ass things and I save them for the end of the show. Take a look at this. Look at that beautiful statue. Isn't that amazing? We don't need the sound. There's no real sound anyway. Absolute gorgeous. Carved. Looks like maybe Greek goddess of some kind. A bust. Well, take a look at this watch. Look at that. This statue is actually made from tens of thousands of sheets of paper interlocked, which allow it to do that. If you're listening to the podcast on Skype or, I'm sorry, on Spotify or uh, iTunes, go to our show, our live show on uh, Rumble, the tape delay. Look at that. That is absolutely incredible. You would never know just looking at this thing. And all those interlocking pieces of paper come apart just like that. And then all just, it looks like putty. <laughs> and then the whole thing just slaps back together. Look at that. That is insane. <laughs> wow. Okay. <clears throat> All righty. Uh, okay, let me do one more to you, and then we're going to get on with our book here. Uh, Ground Zero, Hal 9000. We just lost our last Vietnam vet, great man, lung cancer. His daughters, born after his return, all had major health issues from this two-year duty uh, in Vietnam due to Agent Orange. 
Yeah, the horror stories never stop. Even today, how many years has it been? And even today. Sad, sad times. All right. Uh, we read books on this show, and uh, we've been doing classic kids' literature, Peter Pan, Wizard of Oz, White Fang. And uh, then someone suggested in our chat that we ought to do uh, George Orwell, 1984. We just finished it a few weeks ago. And then we started in on Animal Farm. Man, I'm glad we stuck with George Orwell, because this is just almost as good as, as 1984. I prefer 1984, but this is damn good. So, without further ado, we will uh, remind you quickly to hit that follow button. It's right over here. Just click that follow button. We're trying to get up over 100. We really appreciate that. It's free for you. Costs you nothing. Helps the show out a lot. Okay, here we go. With published in 1944, George Orwell's Animal Farm from Chapter 7. Napoleon stood sternly surveying his audience. Then he uttered a high-pitched whimper. Immediately, the dogs bounded forward, seized four of the pigs by the ear, and dragged them squealing with pain and terror to Napoleon's feet. The pigs' ears were bleeding. The dogs had tasted blood, and for a few moments they appeared to go quite mad. To the amazement of everybody, three of them flung themselves upon Boxer, Boxer saw them coming and put out his great hoof, caught a dog in midair and pinned him to the ground. The dog shrieked for mercy, and the other two fled with their tails between their legs. Boxer looked at Napoleon to know whether he should crush the dog to death or let it go. Napoleon appeared to change countenance and sharply ordered Boxer to let the dog go. Whereat, Boxer lifted his hoof, and the dogs slunk away, bruised and howling. Presently, the tumult died down. Four pigs waited, trembling, with guilt written on every line of their countenances. Napoleon now called upon them to confess their crimes. They were the same four pigs that had protested when Napoleon abolished the Sunday meetings. Without any further prompting, they confessed that they had been secretly in touch with Snowball ever since his expulsion, that they had collaborated with him in destroying the windmill, and they had entered into an agreement with him to hand over Animal Farm to Mr. Frederick. They added that Snowball had privately admitted them to them that he had been Jones's secret agent for years past. And when they had finished their confessions, the dogs promptly tore their throats out. And with a terrible voice, Napoleon demanded whether any other animal had anything to confess. The three hens who'd been the ringleaders in the attempted rebellion over the eggs now came forward and stated that Snowball had appeared to them in a dream and incited them to disobey Napoleon's orders. They, too, were slaughtered. Then a goose came forward, confessed to having secreted six ears of corn during last year's harvest and eaten them in the night. And then a sheep confessed to having urinated in the drinking pool 
urged to do this, so she said, by Snowball. Two other sheep confessed to having murdered an old ram and a specially devoted follower of Napoleon by chasing him round and round a bonfire when he was suffering from a cough. They were all slain on the spot. And so the tale of confessions and executions went on until there was a pile of corpses lying before Napoleon's feet. The air was heavy with the smell of blood, which had been unknown since the expulsion of Jones. When it was all over, the remaining animals, except the pigs and dogs, crept away in a body. They were shaken and miserable. They didn't know which was more shocking, the treachery of the animals who'd leagued themselves with Snowball or the cruel retribution they'd just witnessed. In the old days, they'd often been scenes of bloodshed equally terrible. But it seemed to all of them that it was far worse now that it was happening among themselves. Since Jones had left the farm, until today, no animal had killed another animal. Not even a rat had been killed. They'd made their way onto the little knoll where the half-finished windmill stood. And with one accord, they all lay down as though huddling together for warmth. Clover, Muriel, Benjamin, the cows, the sheep, a whole flock of geese and hens. Everyone, indeed, except the cat, who'd suddenly disappeared just before Napoleon ordered the animals to assemble. For some time, nobody spoke. Only Boxer remained on his feet, fidgeted to and fro, swishing his long black tail against his sides and occasionally uttering a little whinny of surprise. Hang on. Finally, he said, I do not understand it. I would not have believed such things could happen on our farm. It must be due to some fault of ourselves. The solution, as I see it, is to work harder. From now onward, I shall get up a full hour earlier in the mornings. And as he moved off his lumbering trot, made for the quarry, having got there, he collected two successive loads of stone, dragged them down to the windmill, before retiring for the night. The animals huddled around Clover, not speaking. The knoll where they were lying gave them a wide prospect across the countryside. Most of Animal Farm was within their view, the long pasture stretching down to the main road, the hayfield, the spiny, the drinking pool, the plowed fields where the young wheat was thick and green, and the red roofs of the farm buildings with the smoke curling from their chimneys. It was a clear spring evening. 
And that's where we'll leave it for tonight. We'll, today, we will pick it up again on tomorrow's show and uh, continue on with this chapter seven of George Orwell's Animal Farm. All right, folks, please do hit that follow button. It's right there. It's easy. It's cheap, as in free, and helps the show out a lot. We really do appreciate that. Check out all of our great sponsors. Those links are also in our show notes. And I will see you all again tomorrow. <laughs>